Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of Heads Up Hockey. Yes, Um, there was a trade recently done by the Pittsburgh Penguins to acquire in a three-way trade, getting Eric Carlson from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, To be more blunt about this trade, it doesn't really seem like a very favorable move for the Penguins. And I've said this before on the show many, many times. Their average age is like 30 and 32 right now between forwards and defensemen. I'm not trying to come down on the Penguins, but really they have so many other options that they could go for. And I just see them missing the playoffs just by a couple of games, like one cold spell by 10 points. That's going to be the big difference. That's my projection right now. And I just see them being a little bit higher in the draft lottery. And I just don't buy it because Gensel's going to be out for a while. Malkin and Crosby are losing to father time. You know, they're getting older. Yes, they can still perform, but how is everyone else on that Penguins team going to handle all this adversity? And I understand that the Penguins are looking to acquire Tomas Tatar, and the Penguins are starting to acquire former Devils, which is kind of funny because many years ago, when Ray Shiro and Tom Fitzgerald came over to the Devils, they started getting some former Pittsburgh Penguins players. So, to me, it's it sounds more like a bellwether. Where if we're looking back at time a little bit, it to me sounds like the Penguins are getting older, slower, uh, not enough youth. Honestly, I do believe that near February trade deadline, they trade to get more draft capital. They aim to get more prospects that have got a couple years in that are are like on the fringe to make the NHL. And that's something I see the Penguins doing because they can't wait too long because they're trying to appease the big stars like Carlson and they're trying to cater to Malkin and Crosby, just to name a few guys. And like a buddy of mine would always say, and it's Neil Villapiano said it, This is the division of death. And the two teams that really strike the most fear, not trying to be biased here, the the Carolina Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, and the New York Rangers. I hate to say it, but anytime you have those three teams in the Metropolitan that are still young, veteran-built Still young, still exciting. I mean, there is a lot of chaos 
that will prevent teams like the Penguins and the Capitals from getting into their phase of getting back into the playoffs. And the Islanders are getting older, and they're more defensive team, but they did move some young prospects in that um, in that Bo Horvat deal. So I still think, you know, the Islanders have one last chance at it, but really the Rangers have a little bit better window. I I hate to really say that out loud, but it's true. And the one of the worst teams in the NHL that's going to be this season, I still see it being Chicago, Montreal, uh, San Jose, the Ducks. Just to name a few teams that scream were built for the draft lottery. And the Philadelphia Flyers are the epitome of building for the future, but try to stack as many prospects and move as many veterans to get better players that try to improve their team. And I still believe that teams like the Buffalo Sabres will come out of their funk of not making the playoffs. I see the Seattle Kraken becoming a team that will jump out of the second round into the third round. They add a couple more pieces on the wings. They add a couple guys through camp. And I do see a lot of disarray in Vancouver, but it depends on what uh, their owner wants to do and their GM wants to do. And Calgary is going to look to obviously bounce back, but it's going to be really, really hard. They lost guys like Toffoli in that deal for Sharagovich and the 80th overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And it's just something that I think fans in Calgary do want to expect to be competitive, but I don't think it's going to be the case, though, because you look at the way their roster is built and it's not as high-tech and up-to-date to compete with the teams like Toronto, the Winnipeg. Although Winnipeg is looking to offload some players, I still think Winnipeg will be more competitive than Calgary, but more stable than Vancouver. So really when it comes to the best team in Canada is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the next best would be Winnipeg. And Edmonton is going to be arguably the best because Toronto is pretty stacked. Edmonton is like second best. If they add a little bit more defense, I think they get through into the Western Conference Finals. I think a team like, let's say, Dallas, they are going to stick to the plan. They're going to get as many young guys, veterans, and Ottinger and that. You know, they look very sharp the past couple seasons. And they have a a mix 
blend of veterans and uh, younger players. And they just keep adding experience. And guys like Jason Robertson, those guys are dynamic. Not just in the regular season, but on the postseason. And they are going to do what's best for themselves to improve the team that they're playing for. And I think of the loss of Rodko Gunas from the Florida Panthers and the injury to Matthew Kachuk will set back the Panthers most of the season. But then they find a way to acquire a piece or two and they start clogging their way into the wild card spot. And they try and make noise in the first or second round, but they just fall a little bit short. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And I think between the Devils and the Kraken, I think those two GMs, like a Rod Francis and a Todd Fitzgerald, will be up for uh, manage, general manager of the year. I really believe that they're both very well uh, disciplined, the way they build their teams the past couple of years, getting out of the funk of the past few seasons and getting into the playoffs really bode well for both teams on each conference. And I don't expect a lot for the Boston Brewers this year. They look like a wild card one, third spot in the Atlantic in my book, because they don't have Bergeron, they don't have Krejci. I feel that they're going to make a few moves to improve their team. And if they fall out of the playoffs, that playoff picture, that's going to be an interesting, uh, from President's Trophy to uh, a huge drop-off, like a massive deflation. Just really think about what could really happen. And I am very low on teams like Columbus this year. They did add David Severson. I understand that uh, they have got Johnny Goudreau there. I still see them at least another two and a half, three and a half seasons away from adding a few more nice pieces that will try to expedite their rebuild. But their drafting is a big plus. Guys like Adam Fentilli will help the process. Uh, you have David Yerichek who will help improve the offense and the defense. And it's only a matter of time when uh, things hit for Columbus once again. And the Flyers, you, you don't know with the KHL, especially... Uh, there was a little bit of a news article via Instagram, and I'm going to tell you the, the public source. For those of you who aren't on there, KHL Vice President Valerie Kamensky on the Ivan Fedotov decision, he said, in quote, the decision is wrong. We must suspend our cooperation with the IIHF, the International Ice Hockey Federation. And he did say, so 
He said, the decision is wrong. We must suspend cooperation with the IIHF until we are allowed to participate in international competitions. You need to develop your hockey and negotiate directly with NHL clubs. Both the KHL and the Russian Ice Hockey Federation should have direct contact with the NHL, end quote. Kamensky said in a conversation with Sport Express reporter Sofia Gretzkaya. Uh, So, first part, I mean, yes, there is a Russian aggression in Ukraine, and I disagree on that part with Kamensky on that. And I still believe they should be uh, suspended along with Belarus for the time being until uh, relations improve. And on the other side of the paragraph, when he said you need to develop your hockey and negotiate directly with NHL clubs, both the KHL and Russian Ice Hockey Federation should have direct contact with NHL. I agree there should be a different type of transfer portal where, like, let's say Arsene Gritsyuk wants to come over to the New Jersey Devils before his second year of his contract is up. I believe they should be allowed to have a guy like Gritsyuk come over within two years uh, talking with his parent club. And if the parent club agrees, I think there should be a player exchanged or money being exchanged. Kind of like the NCAA football college transfer portal, which is like you pay money for the player and or uh, the transfer portal where guys put in and, you know, they get recruited over to a team, I think a a different fashion would work. I think the NHL should explore this because it shouldn't be two leagues trying to agree on something. It should be a team uh, matter because everything is personal and it should be divided up for both teams in both leagues. So I think if it were like the Devils talking to, let's say, Avangard Omsk, they should be allowed to talk to Avangard Omsk or SKA uh, St. Petersburg or another team in Moscow. They should be able to contact directly with that team's GM and uh, be allowed to get that player or players over to the parent club that they are drafted by and signed a contract with. Or if they were drafted and they haven't signed anything, they should be able to come to some sort of agreement to transfer players over. Uh, that's a, that's just a little something that I think would be an interesting take, and I hope this goes well for everyone. And to talk a little bit more about this, it said... Here, uh, Puck Report NHL, Fedotov's KHL team, CSK, Moskva, 
announced that they consider the ruling biased and they will be challenging the ruling in international instances. The team claims that Fedotov is still at training camp with the KHL and they have no doubts that Fedotov will take part in the 23-24 season. The IHF rejected the KHL's claim that Fedotov's contract with the Flyers was invalid and CSK Moskva is now banned for a year from international transfers after today's ruling. Now, that part, I do agree a little bit to an extent. Um, I don't think they should be banned for a year, but definitely suspended for a couple months, like three months at most. So that's just me in a nutshell. Like, when it comes to getting players that you acquired through drafting and whatnot, you want to be able to get those pieces over and fit and trying to fit in your puzzle. You just don't know. Sometimes it'll add more certainty than uncertainty. And I think of all the other um, European countries that the NHL has uh, deals with, like with Liga, like with the SHL, the NLA in Switzerland. Uh, you have those in the DEL in Germany, just to name a few other leagues that it makes it easier to get players over from. And there should be a new transfer portal type situation for NHL teams, AHL teams, uh, with some sort of load that they can do, but make it a transfer. Because really, they, those guys should be able to play for their parent club that they are signed by and or drafted by. So the language needs to change, and this will help teams who are also near the bottom improve the amount of players that could help them grow. So let me give you an idea. This would be kind of like Gritsyuk, but imagine that long-term contract with Matvey Beachkov for the Flyers. With that contract, that contract should be able to transfer over to an NHL equivalent with the ELC money and uh, signing bonuses. So really, there should be like a equivalent of a transfer of contracts that would help teams get certain players over quicker and... Make it more competitive NHL. I'm not saying the NHL isn't competitive. You just bring over these players to play the AHL and players to play the NHL. So it would give GMs and scouts a better way of assessing a team and thinking about maybe we should get this guy acquired quicker and sent over to play for us as soon as possible. So... That's just a, a little bit of innovation. I talked with a good friend of ours, Jim Berger, talked about that transfer portal. I found this on the web. That transfer portal type situation. And really, it would be a good case 
scenario with the next CBA for the NHL, but also they need to talk it over the KHL and other leagues. So that's just my opinion, but I do see this as a new idea that will help the league grow and build better relations with the KHL. But with the upcoming season with the 23-24 NHL schedule starting up rather soon, I mean, the Devils start off with a team like the Detroit Red Wings. I expect them to be a good team. I don't expect them to be the most excellent team, but I see them as a middle-of-the-road type team that is going to be playing guys like Moritz Sider and um, a couple other young guys on their lineup to see what they got and evaluate that team with the potential that they have. Because you look at the the face of the NHL, you got a lot of young guys on these teams that have been missing the playoffs and drafting rather high. And the amount of young star players that you build around, they're starting to look at the New Jersey Devils model where you already had a Jack Hughes and a Nico Heischer. And then you have your Simone Nemech and Luke Hughes type pieces that slowly come up and become part of your team because you have guys like a Marino and a Dougie Hamilton on the New Jersey Devils. You want to have those offensive players also being complemented by your recently acquired physical stay-at-home defenseman like a Jonas Siegenthaler or Kevin Ball. Those type of guys uh, help become part of your franchise for a good while until the next batch of players is ready. And speaking of guys like Kevin Ball and Jonas Siegenthaler, I honestly believe Siegenthaler is going to be one of the top stay-at-home defensemen in the block shots and the hits category. Probably the top 50. That's a good guess for me. I think Kevin Ball is going to be towards the top 25 in hits. And you just don't want to see those kinds of players taking excess penalties because you want to be more disciplined. You want to stay off the penalty kill as much as possible. You want to also take good penalties when you're playing offensively or defensively and give your team an advantage. And I also think about if the Devils are going to make another move, it's going to be to get a goalie. And I think it's going to be in the middle of the season because a guy like a Connor Hellebuck or John Gibson, it's going to cost a lot now. But during the season when teams like Arizona are out by Christmas, um, yeah, I just see a guy like Carol Vemelka with his analytics on Money Puck where his goals to save above average, his um, 
his save percentage for a goalie on a losing team was well above the normal average. And I think when you put him with a fellow countryman in Vatacek, you're making him want to play better uh, next to a fellow uh, goaltender from Czechia. But I really don't want to lose Akira Schmid. To me, he's got so much upside. His play potential, I talked about in a recent article on Pucks and Pitchforks, and I just believe in the kid. I see a lot of Berdur-isms, and he also reminds me a bit of Jonas Hiller in a way. Compacted uh, mechanics, very square to the shooter, and he's just very common net. Nothing really seems to rattle him, not even on the biggest stage um, in the first round. And yeah, the second round was a little different beast. That's because the Hurricanes have more experience. They're more physical. They play with more soul than the freaking gutless Rangers. And speaking of which, when it comes to a team like the Rangers with the new coach... I wonder what the level of motivation is going to be for them. But besides Kreider, Zabanajad, and Panarin, who else is going to answer the bell besides the kid line with Heedle, Kako, and Lafreniere? Who's going to step up? Who's going to ring the bell? I question the Rangers being a, a serious playoff team. If they get a couple young pieces, maybe they will contend, but I'm not completely sold yet. And this is why you play an 82-game season to see whose barometer meets the expectations. And it's going to be an interesting season. But you could have the very best goalie on your team, but if the backup situation and the depth from goaltender to defense and forwards is not there, then your team's going to falter. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you need veteran leadership. You need enough young legs on the team. You need players that can play with a physical edge, guys who can play, make, and execute offensively. When it comes down to the final... 82 games in the last couple months of the season, you kind of know what the top 16 teams in the NHL looks like for the playoff hunt. And very few teams after American Thanksgiving make the wild card and or the playoffs. So this is why it's important to get off at a good start. For those of you, I am Jersey Joe. I will be at the Devils game on October 12th at the Prudential Center. I'll be in Section 14. Come say hi to me. I'll be at the Fan Fest. I'll be there at American Whiskey. Don't be afraid to say hi uh, when I'm at the games and doing the hockey article stuff for Pucks and Pitchforks. By the way, my buddy Trey Matthews on Locked On Devils. He's going to be on this podcast uh, this upcoming season. If not, I'll be on his. Also, 
he had another uh, New Jersey sports writer. And I am going to pimp this person out a little bit. Her name is Gabby Nordstrom. And I think you should definitely give her a, a follow on on what used to be called Twitter, known as X, at Gabby underscore Nordstrom. So she writes for at JSN Sporting News. And I also tell people about, you know, supporting every New Jersey sports teams, news outlets, and I am always advocating for those to listen to not just my podcast here on Spotify for uh, podcasters, better known for those of you who listen on Spotify, you listen on uh, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, this will also upload to YouTube as well, over at Heads Up Hockey, and I have a link. I have a a link tree account for those of you to follow. Hit the like button. Give this wonderful podcast five stars. I know it's not the se- the full season uh, start yet, but we will have more content coming up for this wonderful s- season to start and. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to come up with more constant content, but I always want to keep everyone in the loop. And if you have any ideas for the show and you want to help this podcast grow, leave me all these other uh, feedbacks right on my Instagram at jerseyjoe11 underscore nj. And I wish you to have a wonderful day and thank you for enjoying the show.